Welcome into the DNR Report. Randy Heights, Reeves Mitchell, Dave Myrick on this chilly Tuesday afternoon up in Oklahoma City. Uh, beyond the weather, we've got a lot to talk about, boys, as Dylan Gabriel, since our last show, has announced he intends to transfer to another program. Uh, this election committee happened. Florida State, we'll jump into our, our, all of our feels on that later. Uh, we can talk now about Oklahoma being bypassed for a New Year's Six Bowl, how we feel about that. Deserving, undeserving, what do you guys think? Uh, I'll start. I mean, Reeves and I talked about it a little yesterday. I think the only dumb part about Oklahoma not making it into a New York New Year's Six is Liberty. And if you want to take SMU over Oklahoma because they won the conference championship, they played Power 5 teams, they lost, but they at least went out and paid them played them i think it's sending a bad message to group of five schools now everyone wants them to maybe be a playoff contender right and all and all this crap mm-hmm. well to me usc or smu went and did what you're supposed to do if you want to when the 12 team playoff gets there you went out and played a couple of power five schools you know you didn't win you you comp- competed you played hard and then you won all the other games right you know you went out and won a conference title Liberty goes and plays zero power five schools, goes undefeated, doesn't even beat a top 25 team to win their conference title in the title game. And they get rewarded with a New Year's Six Bowl. To me, it's it's kind of like the argument with Florida State and everything else. It makes zero sense what the committee did this year with how they did the New Year's Six, how they did the playoff. It, it's just dumb. Liberty, 133rd ranked strength of schedule, by the yeah. way. It's kind of funny, too, because in the Florida State situation, obviously the committee was factoring in Jordan Travis's injury, but in the SMU game, they won that conference championship with their backup quarterback as well. I mean, he played lights out. But it's almost like, is it a case of they know Preston Stone's not playing in that game, so let's give Liberty the nod? Probably not, because no. Liberty was undefeated. But I agree, it's really not fair to SMU, because, I mean, one of their losses was to OU, and we were all at that game. They played OU very well. And then you look at Liberty's schedule. Their best win is New Mexico State, who is not a laugher of a team, but that being your best win, I don't think that deserves a New Year's Six. I don't think that deserves playing Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> it's, like, let's be real. It's kind of embarrassing. And it, to Randy's point, it sets a bad precedent moving forward. If this was next year in the 12-team playoff, Liberty gets in over Oklahoma. That, to me, is just not the way this game is supposed to be, guys. If you, if you reward yourself – you should be rewarded for putting yourself in challenging spots, right? Mm-hmm. Liberty did none of that. Oklahoma did. Yet Oklahoma this year is on the outside looking and would be next year too. Yeah, and, uh, and well, I mean, it's all dependent on what the committee decides next year, if they would be. Well, I you mean, uh, under the rules, under, right now, well, it's the not, highest group of five teams. Yeah, that's true. They, they would get in over But are they the highest ranked group when you get down to it? I mean, I guess they are, but it's yeah. like going to be interesting to see. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's a lot easier to put a that team in to a New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, we can say what we want other than dollar amounts. New Year's Six, yeah, it's a great reward, but just like all these schools, you're going to have a lot of players opt out, right? Yeah. Next year in a playoff 12 team, do they put a little more thought into those extra teams at that point in time because they know, all right, truly, these we don't want to see we don't want yeah, to see, yeah. see Oregon play liberty in the first round of the playoff and have a 63 to nothing <laughs> demolishing you know whereas in this bowl game if if you want to tell me liberty pulls off the upset wouldn't be shot because we don't know who's going to opt in and opt out for warden they may be playing with 
backups across the board with guys that are going to the NFL. I did hear Bo Nix plans to play in that game. Yeah, and see, those are the difference. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. That's the difference in both. So I don't know if it truly we can correlate because they were able to do this this year and not to worry about any of the repercussions for next year because guess what? 12-team playoff, new standards, new rules. Let's no, go. My point is under the current rules right, right now, if this was this time next year, Liberty would have gotten the nod over Oklahoma just by the way it's, it's written yeah, right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll see on how that goes, because also I think there's going to be an extra at-large team. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Pac-12 goes away. Have you guys seen the rumors this week? Uh-oh. Looks like they're starting to be talked between the ACC and Big 12 in some type of merger type deal. Well, shocking. I mean, them leaving Florida State, right. in my opinion, effectively killed the ACC. Oh, it was yeah. dead. Yeah. Dead conference. Yeah. And we'll get on my rant on that later. But that, that, it's just BS. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, look, I told Reeves the other day, you know, we're just talking to talk. I said, look, if you're Florida State, Mike Norvell, all you can do is win every game on your schedule. That's it. That's all that they can control. Jordan Travis being out, yeah, we it made us realize, look, are they one of the four best without him? Probably not. Did they deserve to be in? Did they do everything they can to be there? Absolutely. But, guys, the entire premise is there is no way the Southeastern Conference was going to be left out of this. None. No, there's no way. And, I mean, Bama made such a good statement on that last week of the season, obviously beating the number one team, beating the team that's been number one all season long. But if you just look at the longevity of the season, I mean, even the week before to Auburn, it was a miracle for them to win, a straight miracle for them to win. And I know they won when it counts. I mean, I know they did end up on top in that game. But, Man, it's setting a really poor precedent for a Power 5 team to go undefeated and be in that top four really the whole way. And then the last week when, you know, it's the ultimate decision, be left out. And win their conference championship. Win their Mm -hmm. conference championship, too. And the thing is, Bama got seriously lucky to win that game. And I know they made – Milrow made a great throw. But, like, let's be real. It was 4th and 31. That's a lucky play. That's a lucky play in that game. They they barely escaped by the skin of their teeth. Florida State – now, it wasn't pretty. They went into the swamp and covered the spread. Right. I mean, they won by 10 points, which that game was close, but still, it wasn't like they won on a last-second field goal. And then in the ACC championship, they hold uh, Louisville to three points. Right. So it's like, what more could they have done? It's not like they're winning these games on last-second touchdowns. It's not like they're barely escaping. No, they. I mean, for having a backup quarterback, they were covering the spread. They were winning by 10-plus. It was not pretty, but they were getting the job done. Well, let me ask you this. If they're basing this on a beauty contest between Alabama and Florida State, what's the difference in Alabama struggling in Auburn and Florida uh, State struggling in Florida? Yeah, They're starting quarterbacks there. And that's why I think yeah. it's BS, too, because in a way, in the statements on Sunday, they almost used the fact there was a third-teamer that played in the game and they won almost as a negative. Guys, he was in – Rotomaker is in concussion right. protocol. He's going to be back for the bowl game. You go back and look at his numbers in the last three games he played. Not terrible. He was really good. Mm -hmm. I think Florida State is one of the best four teams in the country. You give me Florida State at number four playing Michigan. Agreed. With that defense. Agreed. I'm saying Florida State's winning that game. Guys, it's almost impossible to go undefeated. Almost impossible. They have won 19 in a row. And I, I will say this, too. I mean, look, Texas, fine. You jump them four spots to three. That's BS. I mean, that's. I mean, I didn't and, agree with that. And, and yeah. what I'm saying is, to be honest, I don't think they should be in the playoff right now. Texas. I think. I mean, to be honest, the number one team in the country plays 
their last game of the year, conference championship game. They lose by three points. How do you drop them all the way to six? To be honest, I know it sucks that they didn't win the SEC title game, but if you're going to put an SEC team in, Georgia should be in at number four right now. So you're saying definitely you, an argument for that. I mean, you're saying having Alabama and Georgia in. No, I'm saying you, at that point, fine, you, you Florida put Florida State, State the in there. I see. I okay. mean, it sucks, and I know it sounds crazy to say that, but that's what's wrong with the system, and that's why I'm glad 12 teams are coming in. It should not fully be on when you lost. Because what I'm trying to say is if, if Georgia-Alabama play in week seven of the season, right? And Bama beats them. And Bama beats them, and I know they're in different divisions, but somehow yeah, they didn't that. go to the conference title game, right? Yeah. Georgia's probably in the playoff right now. Alabama's not. If well, they lost, because it's all about when you lost. Right. My, my problem with this is it's a precedent they set to put all the importance on winning a conference championship, right. and yet they leave Florida State out, who just did that. And that's why I can argue against Alabama not being in there. Understood. I got you. Because championships yeah. evidently don't mean squat. I got you, yeah. And if you're telling me, and I don't necessarily think Georgia's the Georgia of the last two years, right? All right. But you've watched that team all year long. One of the best four. All yeah. they've done is went and destroyed everybody, took care of business. When they didn't destroy that defense early in the year when the offense took a little while, to, that defense did it. Yeah. That defense is still pretty. That's why I'm like, it makes no sense to me. When was the last time we've probably seen a number one team in the country lose their conference title game and fall out of the top four? When they're playing a top eight team, it's not like they were playing unranked Alabama. That doesn't happen. I'm trying to even think of a uh, team in the playoff era that that's happened. was number one, and it, it had to be in the SEC. That's that's the only way, probably. I mean, now Alabama might have done. Well, it. Are you saying there's bias to the SEC? Well, no. And I'm saying this for next year, and I've seen a lot of people state it. I have no problem with the committee, but like we're baseball guys here too, right? Yeah. Our, and basketball, RPI is a big factor. Yeah. You have a digital model that you know they're using, right? How about we just at least bring the BCS rankings back into that committee where everyone on the outside knows, hey, this may not be the end-all, be-all decision-maker for who's making the at-large spots in the playoff, but we all know at least this is a good idea that they're going to use to judge it. That eliminates human error. Have a baseline that we all understand. And it's all computerized. You know, that's not, hey, this guy hates Oklahoma, this guy hates Texas, so he's voting on... 25th in the poll here's you know, my, here's my problem I, there are arguments to be made for texas alabama who gets in who should exactly my whole thing is back to florida state I, and I, I understand the committee's logic i understand their reasoning i don't agree with it i don't either it, it's there they, shouldn't be an argument there shouldn't they have weapons they have an elite defense i'm right there with you randy i like their chances if you put them in this field to see what happens because guys they keep winning, regardless of what happens, and that's tough to do. That defense, to me, is one of the best in the totally country. Elite. Very yes. elite. I mean, I know Louisville doesn't have a home run threat offense, really. But They're a good you offense. Know, they've yeah. scored, they scored 40 on Notre Dame, who yeah. we all consider a pretty good defense. And Florida State made them just look silly in that game. I mean, they could do nothing. In the last drive, when they're up 16-3, something like that, I mean, the Florida State edge rushers, they mm-hmm. got three straight sacks, and it was just overpowering. It was the Jaden Verse guy who played versus OU in the yeah. bowl game last year. None of us thought he was going to play. Came back for another year this year. What do you think that dude's feeling? He would have gone in the first round of the NFL draft this year. He came back to Florida State to compete for a national championship. All he does is 
lead one of the best defenses in the country, go undefeated, and he doesn't even get a chance to play in the playoff. Guys, every player that came back for Florida State was completely bought in to Mike Mm -hmm. Norvell, what they wanted to do. And it worked, guys. They get undefeated. They earn the right to be in this thing. This is the last thing I'll say and hop off the soapbox. But if you're going to penalize them for a backup quarterback, then what kind of precedent does that set hey, moving forward, guys? Exactly. And I'll if go the one. Team starter gets hurt, then they might as well just hang up the season. Exactly. Because yeah. I'll go one step further. Let's talk. We've talked about great the defenses, and I've made fun of Mike Norvell, even though I thought he was great at Memphis. I felt like he struggled at times until this year. Oh yeah. You know, offensively at Florida State. Back to having a 13 quarterback, true freshman, highly ranked kid, but you know, really hasn't played. If you watch that second half of the Florida State game with Louisville, he used the Wildcat to score one of their big touchdowns. Right. I mean, like, they made adjustments. It's like, can't we give them credit that, yeah, they were down to their third teamer, but they found ways to win, even on the offensive side of the ball. And instead of punishing them, let's realize that the backup quarterback that was pretty good when he played for Travis for three games. It's going to be back for the bowl game. Right, I, yeah. I, I, I'm just like you guys. I think it sets a bad precedence. Oh, you lost the starting quarterback. You're out of the playoff race, even if you keep winning. Or do you have to lose him in week four or week five where that backup has five, six weeks to play as a starter? Mm-hmm. Is that the key? You can't lose him in the last two or three weeks because I'm sorry, we don't have enough evidence to prove that he's good that gets back to your you have a baseline that we can all see and, and agree to yeah. and it, it, one more thing if you're a program in the acc right now what does this tell you we can schedule tough non-con like florida state did with lsu mm-hmm. not going to get rewarded we can win all of our games win the conference championship and still not going to be where we should be why even be in this conference exactly because right now you're looking at it back to we said there's going to be what at least what five at large places i think in the new 12 team maybe six now without the Pac-12 being in there, right? Okay. So if you're at the ACC, you're looking at it, and you're looking over at the SEC that's adding Texas, it's adding Oklahoma, and you're going, oh, crap, they already get three in this current system. Mm -hmm. They had those two in there. There's one more. Count Texas as an SEC school. Well, there's four teams. Oklahoma was on the edge. If it comes down to us in Oklahoma, are are we going to beat out an SEC school in Oklahoma or or not? No, they're, they're figuring they're not. They're looking for anywhere to get out. It has a little more power. Well, I don't know if the Big 12 would do that. Maybe merge. It might. Well, well, and I think Florida State is an option, to be honest with you. Like, we're all focusing on the Big 12. Yeah. If Florida State wants out, which they've already contacted, remember, last summer, the rumors are pretty hot and heavy. They talked to the Saudis about getting money to buy them out, you know. And if they get out, Florida State is a prime candidate for the Big Ten, yeah, and I think that's one school the SEC would look at as well. Yeah, you know, I think the SEC would add Florida State and Clemson. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, that's why I'm saying I think those are there. But let me tell you, the Big Ten is hot and heavy after trying to find somebody down in the South just for recruiting purposes. God, the Big Ten I just, just, I just hate doesn't make it. any sense, man. I hate it. It, it doesn't Florida make State any playing sense. Playing in the snow in the Big Ten. I mean, we're gonna have to watch USC and UCLA yeah. do it anyway. But, but if Rutgers saw, to USC travels, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, guys, we're recapping everything here, but it, it's kind of fun to talk. This is where we don't have one specific game because we can talk the Big Twelve title game. That was a debacle. We knew it was going to be a debacle. We called it. In. Yeah. You know, but like you guys saw what the NCAA president proposed today. You know, about potentially having that next division start oh, out, yeah. Yeah. you know, and when we talk about these schools traveling, I, I'm kind of wondering how much is this going to stay associated if that happens with conferences? Mm-hmm. Or is there going to be about 64 teams and it's going to be like in 
NFL style contract. You know? That's what Mike Leach proposed yeah. ten years ago. I hate it. And we're getting it's closer coming. to it every year. I it's hate coming. It for college football, but hey, you can't stop it. We'll we'll keep watching it. But yeah, we can talk the uh, Big Twelve champ. You don't want to call it a championship game, guys. That was not the two best teams in the Big Twelve. I'm no. sorry, not even close. Oklahoma State, and give them credit, and that's where Mike Gundy, the way people can rail on him, deserves a lot of credit. They got hot. They won five games in a row at home. They've got that. Well, not at home. I guess they went to West Virginia. But you know what I mean? They had that five-game winning streak. I'll give a referee keeping a flag in his pocket right. a lot of credit. Yeah. Regardless, but they had a five-game winning <laughs> streak. Did, and yeah. then we saw the last three games of the season, that old Oklahoma State started coming back out. Reverted. They yeah. got away with it two of the three games. Just unfortunately for everyone else, you know, that wanted maybe a more competitive game, didn't get away with it. You know, they got away with it two out of three instead of one out of three. All right. Yeah, I mean, I only watched the first half of that game because I was commentating high school on uh, that was Saturday. Yeah, but it was just a mismatch and something I really complimented Sark on, even after the U Texas game that OU won. I thought his play calling is, I mean, top five in the country. I just think he's so creative on offense, and we know watching that Bedlam game, there were so many opportunities for OU to score more points for mm-hmm. big plays for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just think Sark watched the film of that game. He watched the film of some, some other games. He knew exactly how to attack that OSU defense. I mean, Baxter ran it well. The backup blue ran it well. And then, of course, Ewers had a all-time day. So the game plan Texas had was perfect on offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nothing OSU was going to do to stop that. And then, you know, the only time OSU had success in that game on offense was throwing deep from what I saw. And they got a pass interference once. They got a deep catch by Owens. But other than that, I mean – we said it all week long. Ollie Gordon wasn't going to be able to run in that game. There no. was no scenario where he has even 100 yards unless they gave him 40 carries. No, and the death sentence to that was what we talked about last week, guys, Texas jumping out early. Mm-hmm. That that would negate OSU it's being over. able to, to lean yep. on that run game. It's something that Oklahoma had a chance to do when Stillwater couldn't do it. Texas comes out and does it in the most important spot. Now, granted, again, OSU is not the second-best team in the league. That That's the matchup they got. Congrats to Mike Gundy. You're right. They earned their way to, to, to play there. But Texas kind of got off the hook a little bit with who they ended up with. I, I fully agree because, I mean, we, we've said it about Texas all year long. It's going to be interesting when they get in the playoffs. And the reason I thought Saturday wasn't going to be interesting, they didn't have a team that could do the rally in the second half because Texas didn't do as much aggressively. But also that's been a trend regardless in the second half. When you watch Texas down the stretch, mm-hmm. let's go back to the TCU game they nearly lost. Houston. The Houston game they nearly lost. There's something that happens in that second half. And Oklahoma State was not good enough to take advantage of it. Or maybe Casey Dunn wasn't smart enough as the offensive coordinator to just go, hey, we're coming out in the second half, and we're just going to air it out. You know, throw deep. Well, with Bowman as a quarterback. Right, and yeah. that that's part of it. But, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Oh, it, gotcha. It's like – so it'll be interesting to watch the playoff game because Washington is a team. If you watch the Friday night Pac-12 title game, oh, yeah. and I'll say this, I, I said Washington was the best team in the country in about week four of the season. Yeah, I still believe that. They they are phenomenal. They're really good defensively. I think a lot of people give them a lot of crap because they're not Dan Lanning in Oregon or they're playing in the Pac-12. That defense is really good for Washington. Randy, offense, Randy, how about their rushing game? I was going to say, their offense is I mean, people focus on Penix and those receivers. Their run game is legit. Exactly. I mean, championship style. 
Yeah, and I really liked Oregon's run defense going into that game. So I was like, I think Washington's really going to have to air it out, you know, this whole game because they had success in Seattle, you know, using those receivers, especially the deep routes. But, man, it was that running back, Dylan Johnson, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, like 180-plus yards all-purpose. Really incredible game from him. Three total touchdowns. And then the Washington defense, I wasn't as confident in going into that game. I thought Bo Nix would pretty much do what he wants. I thought if Washington won, it would have to be – Big-time shootout, that was not the case. That Washington defense really settled in. They pressured Bo Nix. They forced a lot of punts in the first half. They forced forced some turnovers. And when you look up at the scoreboard at halftime, Oregon has three points. I was shocked. Yep. I thought they'd have 17 at least, and I thought that'd be on the low end. But, I mean, you could just tell the recipe Washington had for that game. It was leaning towards them the whole game, you know, only giving up three points at half, running the ball well, doing the play action well. And I will say that's the healthiest Penix has looked in three games. If, you know, the last three games, he I don't think he's thrown for over 200 yards. Uh, if he would have just played a little bit better those last three games, I think he'd be the Heisman frontrunner right now. He may still win with that performance for Oregon, but uh, he really showed out, and he proved again why he's one of the best QBs in the country. And, I, I mean, he beat Bo Nix twice, went undefeated, beat the guy who we all thought was going to win the Heisman about two weeks ago. So I don't really know how you can argue against him winning the Heisman anymore. Well, those three games that you allude to, it's kind of – it's lulled people to sleep. It lulled it Vegas to yeah, sleep. It because did. Yeah, I because down. Washington kept winning close, and we just all assumed Ugly. I think they were going to lose. I, I looked down. I was commentating the 6-8 game, and I, I didn't keep track of the first half just by the score. And But I looked at the, the odds, and I saw, wait, Oregon minus 9. Mm-hmm. It lulled everybody to sleep, guys. Washington was a sleeping giant that can do anything they want offensively. The defense is a lot more elite than people thought, and they are a massive danger to win the national championship this year. I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup because I do think some of the things Texas does is going to be interesting for the defense of Washington. But really, to be honest with you guys, we talk about Sark, and I think he is a great play caller and great offense. Texas offense any better than Oregon's offense? No. Yeah. I mean, I mean game by game, I would, get, I would take Oregon I this say, year. Especially without Brooks at yeah. Texas. Yeah. I mean, not what, that Baxter and Blue have The thing good. is, Randy, is people are going to look back to that. The last game in their memory is going to be the Oklahoma State game, mm-hmm. and they're going to remember how all these points Texas put yeah, up. The last then, two, in fact. Exactly, yeah. the last two. And you're quickly going to forget – Stacking up the Washington defense to the Oklahoma State, it's not even close. Speaking it's of lulling people to sleep, that's what that's going to do, man. Do not overlook the Washington defense. No, because no. I think Texas people are going to overlook them in this game. I really do. I do too. And They're we, a four-point dog. They opened as a four-point dog, we, we which just, to me, I'm we, like, we just mm-hmm. talked okay. about it before we came on. Texas weakness is in their secondary, mm-hmm. right? They're going to be without Watts, a gigantic player back there. Washington will take advantage of that. And when, as soon as they start playing the pass, Washington has a run game to take advantage of that. So I, I'm, I'm leaning Washington right now. And again, and again, I mean, they just shut down Bo Nix. And I would say they shut him down in this game. In the game in Seattle, I mean, he had a good game, but they were still able to beat him. That's beating a really elite quarterback, a maybe Heisman-winning quarterback twice. twice. Now yeah. you're facing Quinn Ewers, who you know people really like, but – Guys, we watch every Texas game. We've seen Quinn Ewers have games where we're not very impressed. Mm -hmm. We've seen games where he's average to below average, and he's making some bad mistakes. He's making some overthrows. So, I mean, guys, 
It, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Quinn Ewers does not have a good game. It, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm picking Washington just because, I mean, again, when you pick somebody as the best team in the country in week four, you kind of, regardless, to. you have to ride with it, You're right? But, 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 I mean, I think these two games in the college football playoff are going to be very, I don't know if interesting is the right word because I don't know how it's going to turn out, but Michigan-Alabama, I mean, Michigan to me is still the biggest paper tiger. I think they've got an elite defense, but that offense is Hot, hot, hot garbage. I mean, it's not great. JJ McCarthy is maybe the worst quarterback I've ever seen. Quarterback a number one team in the country. I do like Blake Corum. I'll put that yeah. out there. Remember but, when Bama had Jake Coker? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Wasn't Blake I? I Sims. Yeah, I forgot about Blake that. Blake Sims. Guy. Wow. But guys, I mean, you look at that matchup coming up. Yeah. Alabama's. Do you think Bama's really much well. more likely to just oh, slaughter them? I think we're yeah. Slaughterhouse is definitely going to be on the table for that. I don't. Does this Michigan team have a different feel? To, I mean, th- this uh, is what they do: is make the playoffs and get blown out. Does this one have a different fight to it? I not judging by their reaction when they saw Bama was picked. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I, I just say I think if they, I, you've if you're in that locker room, especially on the other side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, you can't feel good about your matchup. You can go. We're gonna go bust our ass. But you gotta feel like, as the defense, I, I would. They probably don't say this to each other, I like to the not. offensive teammates. Hey guys, we we gotta have a couple pick sixes if we're gonna win this. You know, they gotta score fourteen points on the defense. You gotta play perfect. I mean, yeah, they at least gotta like, get turnovers to where you're setting your offense. Yeah, at least up hey, okay, thirty on, yards. Hey, you're on the goal line, McCarthy. Can you do that? <laughs> Thanks. Let, let me throw Piece this. Let me, let me throw this out there too. It, this might not be the same Alabama monster we've seen the last decade either. No, I don't think it is. Yeah. I don't think it is. So but that, that's why I say Michigan might play them a little closer than people think. I just think I, the fact they have no offense, that's what scares me. I mean, and I'm like you, I like Blake Corum. But, yeah. But if you're Alabama, you just go, okay, nine guys in the box. Well, I mean, J.J. McCarthy is just accurate and sharp enough to pick them apart if they do that. Uh, let's <laughs> He's going to be accurate as a car. I de- Sonic when his career is over. My God. I definitely wouldn't have been pissed at the committee if when those rankings came out, Florida State was number one and Michigan was on their way out because of the cheating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even care about the cheating. I, want, I just, I th- this State, team's yeah. garbage. Yeah. All I can say is thank God the I just think, I think Florida ever. State yeah. deserves it more than a team like Michigan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're undefeated. So, we, yes, you got to put them We got in. 12 teams that next year. That's all I'm happy about. And I wish it was this year. Think about this. The other reason I forgot this. I don't wish it was this year. You would be on the inside or on the outside end. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. At this point, I don't even care. You know, just I think this was what's another thing that's a death knell that the ACC. You do know the person that argued the most about not doing the twelve team playoff this year. Who? The ACC commissioner. Well, that aged poorly. Yeah, Yeah, as I'm like, you don't think Florida State's probably on the phone going. Hey, dumbass. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I mean, nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare scenario, guys. Yeah, it is. Well, we're going to watch it, and we're, we're going oh, yeah. to dice it It's college football. But yeah, we'll make our picks as we get closer. Also have a uh, press conference with Brent and talk to players. We get closer to that ball game. Let's dive, dive into that one, guys. Oklahoma gets a very interesting matchup. Arizona is a good team, guys. I've, I've watched them the last mm-hmm. few days. We went back and watched some games under Jed Fish, and – uh, Keenan Carroll, their offense coordinator, dials up some some nice things. Their defense is very aggressive. They got a lot of speed in the back end. Uh, if Dylan Gabriel doesn't go, this will be Jackson Arnold's 
what first start at Oklahoma. So, yeah, that's that's a big deal. He's going to have almost a month of first-team reps to get ready for it. But uh, at this point, I would say Arizona's probably a little bit more jazzed to play Oklahoma than vice versa. Uh, with Brent, that might not be the case. I think he'll have this team fired up, ready to go. But human nature is human nature. I think Arizona will be a lot more stoked to play Oklahoma than, you know, Oklahoma's players on it. But we'll see. I, I'm 100% with you on that i do think the one thing that helps a lot of people you know dylan gabriel announced he's going to the portal you know and everything and some fans are like does this mean it you know he's going to play in the bowl game we heard today on the franchise where he said he hadn't made that decision yet whether he's going to play in the bowl game or not i do think jackson arnold starting the game that jazz factor that you were talking about teams be I think that may actually help oklahoma maybe not be more jazz than arizona yeah, yeah, but at least be on that same level because most of these guys are going to be out there with Jackson Arnold are going to be his teammates next year. You know, they may just be excited. So in a way, I guess what I'm trying to say is Jackson Arnold starting this game, maybe a good thing for Oklahoma to get that team's focus to go, Hey, let's go prove what we're going to be like next year right. in the SEC. Right. So that, that might be a little bit of an advantage, not over Arizona, but at least to match the intensity level. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And plus, they say that an offensive player's biggest leap comes from the end of the season to bowl game. So I'm, I'm really curious to see that that step taken by Jackson Arnold is he'll have this entire, what, three-week span to go with the ones and know he's going to be the guy. So a lot of optimism there. Something to look forward to, Reeves. Yeah, and I'll just give the quick breakdown on Arizona as quickly as I can. I mean, they came into the year really no expectation and lost a couple close games early. I mean, all of their losses are really good teams. Here, let me go through their schedule really quick. Okay, their first loss was at Mississippi State, which is not a great team, but that was an OT week two. Then they lost to Washington by seven, which okay. great loss. And then at USC by two and triple overtime. I remember that one. Imagine they had won Backup that quarterback. That Backup was the night of OU Texas, I believe. So about halfway through the season, maybe four games through the season, their regular starter, Delora, who's a transfer from Washington State, he went out with injury, went to their backup, Noah Fafita, and this kid just absolutely lit it up the second half of the year. So they just stuck with him. I mean, he finished with 23 touchdowns, only five interceptions, almost 3,000 yards, and eight games or so. So really impressive stuff from that. And then it's really their passing game that's everything. They have two receivers – McMillan, one of the best guys in the country, is 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. Then their second receiver has 700 yards, 11 touchdowns. So that's 21 touchdowns between two receivers. OU secondary is definitely going to have to show up. But, I mean, I would say their offense is going to have to score a good amount of points. Arizona's averaging like 36 points a game right now. So it's probably I'm leaning towards a shootout in this I, one. I'll say this about that, that. That's all against Pac-12 defenses. For that, sure. But beyond Washington. But we don't know who he's even going to be playing on defense for you. So. Yeah, I'll yeah. Word on it. Well, I think Billy Bowman confirmed he's playing last night. Yeah, he did. He show. confirmed he's playing. I the only thing he didn't confirm is with it coming back. But I, I'm telling you right now, I, I think if he's playing, he's leaning to coming back. Because to be honest with you guys, the bowl game, does a player like Billy Bowman, in my opinion, risk it? No good to risk it. Yeah. I mean, because he's got his size, he's got his speed, you know, things that, you know, could be hampered by a knee injury or anything. Right. So to me, if, if you're going... Now, granted, things could change. You could get a higher draft grade than you realize. Yeah. But if you play in the game, I agree with that. 
you're coming back. Why wouldn't you be coming back? I agree, and he already has like four pick sixes this year. Right. You know? So he's done his, he's done like, his damage. It's like, there's what not, do you need to put on film yeah, and his scouts? he's leaving for the draft, there's not a lot more he can prove in just one game. You know, I read a stat the other day that there's like 433 confirmed wide receivers in D1. He has more touchdowns than half of those guys. Yeah. Incredible year for Billy Bowman. To not be up for the Thorpe was an injustice. Hey. Now, I do think in the secondary, what's going to be interesting to see when we talk about opt-outs, because to your point, Reeves, that pass defense is going to have to be good. The one guy to watch, I think, here over the next couple of weeks is going to be Woody Washington. There hasn't been a lot of talk about him. Quiet. Because he's kind of got that coin flip. I mean, and I don't mean for a portal. I I think Woody's decision is going to be. Comeback or NFL. Am I done with college? I'm going to the NFL, or am I coming back to play one year in the SEC? Here's something also to watch with that defensive secondary at Oklahoma with Key Lawrence announcing he's going to you know, enter the portal. Does that open the door for somebody like Peyton Bowen to step in back at, at safety opposite Billy Bowman? Well, I, sure. I think so. Him and Spears Jennings. I mean, uh, Reggie Pearson's dad has been on a weird Twitter rant the last 24 hours about his kid is stuck and he needs prayers and he's angry, and I, I don't know what it pertains now, to. Now what's interesting, because – I would love to know if it does pertain to Reggie you, because I know it was right before Bedlam. He was doing some cryptic tweets yeah. as well. He's like, folks realize I have more than one kid. No, he actually said hashtag wreck em, hashtag go on Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, I missed that part. Sooner Schooner. So, yeah, okay. he's, he's talking about Reggie. I don't know so, what, it, what it means. Well, he means he's stuck because he can't transfer again. You know, and they had to come inter- back. Well, he, right. right. He's a senior. Yeah. I think he's a senior, right? He can't come back. That's what no, I'm confused by. So I don't know what that's about. I mean, that's why it's weird. And probably I mean, he guy. did tweet today about his son playing well in the Alamo Bowl game. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Look, parents like that sometimes are not the best thing to be around. Helicopter parents. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to be an interesting game to watch. I mean, for everything we've talked about, the new guys are stepping up. and you got old guys leaving. Who, who takes whose spot? Well, I mean, where, where does Peyton Bowen fall? I, I agree, but I think the one thing that's great about a bowl game nowadays, with the red shirt rule and everything, even if you hit that mark, you can play in this game and yeah, still true. have your red shirt. That's what I love about the new rules with the red shirt. Yeah. Because we're going to see a lot of young guys, I think, oh, for yeah. Oklahoma, and I think you'll see a lot of young guys for Arizona because that's a program. You mentioned how Fish has done. He's done a great job, but he's still building. Sure. I'm sure he wants to see, what are some of these young guys? All right, do I need to hit the portal? So I think you're going to see a lot of young guys for both teams. I think you'll see Caleb Hicks play in this game. Yeah. You know, I think that's exciting for Oklahoma fans. Let's talk about Smothers jumping yeah. in the portal. That kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah. That, the only I, surprise yesterday. That was really the only surprise. And it, But when you think about it, I, I don't know if I have a big problem with it or totally shocked. Think about it. You have Hicks and Smothers. and Tatum. Well, I was going to say, I was just going by class by class. Hicks and Smothers. Hicks was the higher rated guy of the two. You know, maybe he knows the future, what they've been doing in practice. Maybe he knows, all right, I'm already behind Hicks. Yeah. You know, maybe that was it. You got Barnes and Sawchuck behind Sawchuck, and you're behind Barnes. And like you say, you got Tatum coming in and Robinson coming in. Don't sleep on Xavier Robinson. I got to call his game on Friday. Holy cow, he is special. I I could see him getting carries next year. And that's kind of where I'm saying, like, is that kind of just one of the deals where he went, I'm I'm 1,800 miles from home. Maybe I'm a little homesick. Yeah, I can go back to North Carolina and North Carolina State. I mean, how many schools are in the Carolinas that he could choose from? Yeah, you know, don't that one surprised me. School. I don't. guess I guess what I'm saying is it surprised me, but in the end, when you think about it, you're like, eh, of all of them, that it surprised you. That one kind of makes sense. It's a deep room. 
Well, one more note on who might or might not come back. This really isn't an update, but I reached out to Steve Stutzman uh, last night and asked if Danny was anywhere close near decision. He said no. As soon as he does, he'll, he he might give me a heads up, might not. We'll see. But anyway, he's still deciding. I, I'm telling you right now, I lean that he's coming back from some things I've heard. Okay. But with all this said, when we all say that, back to the meetings and the draft, and you know, it's all going to depend on what they finally get told officially. Right. In, in that, hey, the draft says you're going to go here. Right. And if he grades out, like at a first or a second round, I think he probably goes. Sure. But I think that injury may hold him back a little. All right. We got to jump into the Dylan Gabriel just a tad. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> first off, what school do you guys think is the best fit for him? Oregon. And, Oregon. Okay. Well. Give me your explanations, though. You go first. Okay, well, it's plug-and-play, but they're losing Bo Nix. Uh, they just proved they can do really good things with a transfer quarterback that's got experience. Dan Lanning is a, a young, up-and-coming coach. They've got NIL money. They're in a good spot to compete for things he wants to compete for. The, the spotlight is on him as Bo Nix was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy pretty much the last nine weeks of the season. So I, I think it's a no-brainer. I'd say Oregon with Mississippi State being the other thing, and I, I think there's two things there. Everything Dave said is correct. If he wants to try to improve his draft stock and really have a bang up year, maybe Mississippi State's better because he's going to walk into a system. There's no learning a new playbook. There's no doing anything. It's literally just, I'm hitting the ground running. We're going to have a bang up offense, you know. But I think Oregon, for your reasons, because how big a future is he having in the NFL? I think he could be a long term backup. Yeah. You know, which is a great career. Don't get me wrong. Or Oregon works better for him. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a race on the decision for Oregon because everyone forgets who went in the portal a week before Dylan did. DJ. And Dylan's so much better than him, I will say. But I am telling you, he went in there first and also his brother is the start it will be a starting defensive end on that team next year. They really take a rival schools. They don't care about that. They're a non power five school now. Yeah, they'd take him. He's he's leaving, and the only thing with DJ, and I'm just saying one of them's going to have to announce quick because yeah. once they take one, they're not taking them both. True. I mean, what they have to start. You know, those guys are going places they can start immediately. Right. So, Reeves, there was another report yesterday we saw of a possible landing spot for Dylan Gabriel out on the West oh. Coast. SC? Uh, the Trojans. <laughs> I think that one makes sense, too. Tro- I mean, he, he can't win with an NOU quarterback, so you I know. Get it. I, you know, Lincoln Riley always has proven weapons. He is a quarterback whisperer. And I'm no OU fan can deny that. And evidently he doesn't have one. Yeah. Because I mean, Malachi, I just there's I don't been know rumors if he's ready of him to being start in the him. portal. No yeah. kidding. There's been rumors. Really? Yeah, that he might that came out about two weeks ago. I'm like, Whoa. what has happened with this guy? No wonder he you was know, on the I just the vibes around yeah. SC seem so backwards. And, and just, that tells you why I think there's rumors <laughs> the portal might be true. Yeah going to see will howard yeah my god i know uh, can we talk about 247 having will howard ranked ahead of dylan gabriel well, those, I don't get those ratings were ridiculous i mean guys come on do these guys watch football and i mean the oregon state backup they're all saying is I, way better than dj which would, i i a lot of people i trust on twitter have confirmed that that this aiden childs dude is like well, the truth well and my thing is it's not so much i think he's better but if i'm a school looking for and a he's quarterback, got eligibility yeah. i'm yeah. going childs because he young. would be a sophomore next year yeah i'm like okay give me a guy i can work with three years over one year no for doubt. sure but for yeah sure. that but yeah the child's kid is he's apparently legit. following his coach to michigan state 
That's kind of what I State, thought. Just hired the Oregon State guy. So let's let's talk. All right, answer your own question, Reeves. Where do you see Dylan Gabriel ending I, up? I agree with you on Oregon being the best fit. I mean, look what Bo Nix was able to do this year as a transfer. And I, mean, I thought he was mid. I really did. Oh, I. I still – I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, guys. No, and either. I said that week two to y'all, and y'all might have called me crazy. No, but I, don't, I don't know. I don't think he is either. I, First round pick, I'm telling you right now. I'm sure he will yeah. be. <laughs> right. He probably yeah. will be. Oh, no. He no, probably no. will be. He's a first round yeah. pick. He probably will be. He'll and that doesn't mean I, I think he's worth that. No, but. he'll end up languishing on a bench somewhere. But, I mean, Dave, just think about there, – there's five or six teams in the NFL that take a quarterback every single year. Yeah, true. So, I well, mean, and I think are we being hard on Bo Nix because you saw him at Auburn where he had – Idiot for a head coach that didn't know how to coach offense. And he got to Oregon where they ran an offense, and all of a sudden, he's pretty dang good. What Oregon, what Oregon QBs row. have worked out in the NFL? I'm waiting. Yeah. yeah. Well, a different system. I'm not sold on Nix's arm strength. That's my only thing. Yeah. Or, or height, his measurements, I'm not, I'm not sold on. But, yeah, the, we're talking strictly college here, so look what Oregon was able to do yeah. with Bo Nix. I mean, he damn near won the Heisman this year. He's had a phenomenal year. I think Dylan Gabriel could step in. Oregon's always going to get guys in the portal. They recruit very well. You're right about Dan Lanning up and coming, though I will say, man, I, I expected him to win the Washington game. I really did. I, I think it was a case of me looking at the spread, saying it was 10 points, mm-hmm. and no way yeah. Washington's got this, and then the whole media pumping it into me that Oregon might be the best team in the country. Washington obviously proved they had something to say about that. but And then you look at Oregon's schedule next year, kind of interesting tidbit I found yesterday doing some mm-hmm. research. They're, they open week one at Hawaii. Yeah, man. A little homecoming game for DG. I mean, it just makes all the sense in the world to me. I think Oregon's the spot for him. And he said today on the franchise with Dylan Buckingham that he wants to go to a place he can compete for the national championship. Yeah. I think Oregon's the spot you can do that. I, I agree. Yeah. He can go home and surf game one. I mean, yeah. Even it, though it we sense. say that, guys, not so fast, my friends. <laughs> Lee Corso said, they're not in the Pac-12 next year. That's true. true. That's why I'm yeah. like, yeah. It, it's kind we of funny. We keep forgetting it's, it. It's like, it is easy to say that, but, I mean, okay, let's be honest. Oregon's really good, I and Washington's really good, and I think they're the best team in the country, right? Either one of those ahead, finishing ahead of Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if they are. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that's where I'm like, it's kind of interesting. You know, if we'd have stayed in the same system, yeah. 100%, they're, they're going to the college football playoff. Yeah. I don't know if Oregon, just like I'll say, I can tell you, I don't know if Oklahoma and Texas go to the playoff next year, even 12 teams. You know, I mean, because they're, going, up, they're sure. going to a harder road. Yeah, oh yeah. Both of them. So it's kind of like, Doesn't get any easier. man, it's, it, I think it's going to be interesting to see how people like Dylan that want to go win a title, you know. Yeah. How they looked at the portal this year and said, I want to go to that team and that team and may have not thought of everything. Yeah. And then next year's portal rolls around and those same type of people are going, I want to go compete for a title. And maybe in Oregon and Washington um, aren't high on their list. I mean, I have to read you guys Oregon's schedule because it is the craziest thing Let's I've ever I've ever even seen a college football schedule be. All right, the Hawaii game I talked about, that's week one at Hawaii. Idaho at home. Then you get Texas Tech. Remember, they played them this yeah. year, so they get them in Eugene this year. Then they get Boise State, who yeah. won their conference this year. I mean, always. Yeah, they're playing four nine cons. Damn. Man. Always a solid. Uh, Are they going to be an independent next year? I don't no. know. Who? Oregon? Oregon? Yeah. No, they're, they're Big Ten. Big Ten, okay. Yeah. So who's the one going who off the schedule? Who are the ones left out? Oregon State going off the schedule. It looks like they're doing like, oh, I forget UCLA is in the Big Ten now. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. Okay. So then they go at UCLA for their first conference game, I guess. Michigan State at home, Ohio State at home, 
at Purdue, Illinois at home, at Michigan. Nice. Maryland at home, at Wisconsin, at or home versus Washington. Well, that's a schedule and get you into the national championship yeah. to play for. Yeah, so. but they're not winning every game. No, I agree. Yeah. No way. They but play Michigan and Ohio State. If that's what he's wanting to do, that's a schedule they to get got, in there. I just, wait, so Washington's really, in the Big Ten too, right? Yeah. 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 I just realized <laughs> I, I keep I can't I keep know, track of Just remember it this way. Four guys. Two teams in L.A., Washington and Oregon, go to the Big Ten. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. What about the two that were left over out there? They're, they did the merger, remember, this they're week like with joining the with Mountain the Mountain West. West. Not really joining. They're not it's, in the Mountain West, but they're – It's actually it's a It's like how Notre Dame plays the Big Ten teams every year, but they're not actually in the Big Ten. It's a smart survival move for those two schools. So are they still going to be considered independent like Notre Dame? They're, I think they'll be considered kinda, independent. It, I guess, or – they quote unquote are still so the they pack go undefeated. Two. Will they get the liberty treatment? The pack two. I mean, in a way, you know, it's kind of like that's what everyone's calling them because they're sticking together. They should do a conference the, championship, and it just doesn't matter. Like they, they automatically qualify. Hey, in the end, I think what's going to end up happening it didn't didn't happen this year. I think what's going to end up happening, whether you say those two join or the rest of them join the pack two. Yeah, I think you're going to see the Mountain West and those two kind of. Merge together and be able to take some of those TV contracts that still exist yeah. for a little more money from the Pac-12 and put it towards that. Okay. Well, I, me, I think in the end that's what's going to happen. Not next year, but in the end. Gotcha. Well, let me bounce back to the Oregon-Washington game this week. And everybody's kind of surprised Washington did this and that. Guys, I think what they did to me is prove to me they are the best team in the country. I agree. I, I, it's, that's what I saw Friday night. They're the best team in the country. I can't. I can't argue against you on that. I mean, I think over the course of the season, Penix has looked like maybe not the best quarterback because Jaden Daniels has been pretty damn consistent mm-hmm. through every game. But I would give him the nod over Bo Nix because he's 2-0 and head and head. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he might be the best quarterback in the nation, their offense. I said it like week four. I think they have the best receiving core in the nation. I mean, they have studs out there. They have different guys that take over every game. But the Odunzi guy, however you say his last yeah. name, he is really special. I mean, he's going to be a first-round NFL pick. So their offense is there. And then, like I was saying earlier, the defense really proved me wrong. Yeah. I mean, I thought to beat Oregon, it's going to be a 35-38 mm-hmm. type game. You know, that's a shootout. But, no, that defense really controlled the game. And what did they do? They gave or-, or they gave Washington's offense the chance to get a lead and really, you know, play with the lead. So I'm impressed by just how complimentary – how complimentary of football they've, they've been playing, the offense and defense hitting on all cylinders. I mean, Dave, I can't argue against you on that. I mean, Michigan's so dominant on defense, but, like, we've seen their offense fluster right. many, many times this year. So it's like I can't really argue against you that Washington's not the best team in the country. I think offense and defense combined – they're probably the sharpest. They surprised me in two areas I wasn't expecting. Number one was defense, to your point. Played a lot better than I thought consistently against a really good Oregon offense. And two is a rushing game, man. I can't mm-hmm. I can't overstate that enough, how important that was down the stretch Friday night to lean on a run game that, to be honest, I didn't know they had. And that stuff travels. Defense It'll be interesting game. to see if they can run against Texas any kind of way. I think the pass will kind of set up the run in that. And that, you know, they're really going to try to stretch the field vertically in this game because that Texas secondary, I would say, is their weak point. But I think if they're able to hit some of these 30-yard passes consistently, that's really going to set up the run game for that Dylan Johnson kid. So it's going to be interesting, though, because Sweat up the middle, he seems to 
destroy everything that comes his way. That's kind of my point, though. I guarantee you, if you told Washington right now, hey, you're going to have to lean on the pass against Texas, they're not afraid. Exactly. Uh, bring it on. Yeah. And, and I'll say this, the running game for Washington, a little different than Oklahoma State with Ollie, Ollie Gordon, for the most part, to power back, right? right? Up the middle, off tackle. Washington, you watch that game Friday night, they like to get it out on the edge a little more. Creative. So that helps they're a little sure, on yeah. com- combating yeah. sweat, you know, and everything like that. I don't think they're going to rush like a madman. Don't no. get me wrong. But I think they'll be able to rush enough to at least let Texas have to play honest. Right. Not be able to give a lot of help in the secondary. Like, nope, can't do that. We got to do. Th-. And plus, how about this? Penix being mobile. I mean, Remember you, you, you got to have a little bit of a spy. You yeah. know, it's like that's going to make that secondary that much more vulnerable. So it, it's going to be really interesting. There's a couple of good, you know, things in this matchup that will watch. I love what Washington provides across the board in offense. You guys have mentioned it. That receiving core, I like the running game. J- just in general, this team offensively does everything right, you know, in, in my opinion. I think it's a bad matchup for Texas boys. I really do. I don't like it in any aspect for the Longhorns. I think Washington is a buzzsaw, complete team. So I know Washington was targeting another QB in the portal. Randy, was it Will Rogers? From yeah. Pacific? Yeah. That was a prediction by, I think, 24-7 yesterday okay. that they okay. thought that's where he'd end up. So why, why aren't they why aren't they targeting a guy like Dylan Gabriel after they might be we just don't you know, know. Yeah, yeah. doesn't that make kind I, of it sense makes sense to, to me I would yeah. think I mean so. I know him and Penix are both lefties so that's the well, obvious and, the, and he's mobile Will Rogers mobile. is not all that mobile no. I mean and Will Rogers quite frankly isn't very good I agree yeah <laughs> then again <laughs> is that we haven't seen him under a real se- I mean he was pretty Straight good under he was hurt this he year was too. really good under Leach and our but, last yeah. taste of him was that Egg Bowl game on oh, Thanksgiving and you uh, could tell he was hurt yeah <laughs> he was hurt bad game yes. all right so we're we, we diced up college football for 45 minutes now let's spend a little time on Randy Heights favorite sport favorite guy Porter Mosier Oklahoma basketball guys we already touched on a couple big wins they got out west uh, I was at the Fieldhouse game last week, an awesome atmosphere. I wish they would do one conference game there, but they got a big one tonight with Providence coming to Norman. Kind of starts their big non-con matchups. you got Arkansas this weekend, North Carolina on the horizon. Reeves, an important game to keep momentum going because right now this team has it. Yeah, it's a really important game tonight at the LNC, and the thing is um, I'm hoping that OU doesn't see it as a look-ahead spot or look at it as, as such because they have Arkansas on Saturday. Arkansas just defeated Duke, and obviously that game versus Arkansas and Tulsa is always a big game on OU's schedule. So I think Porter will have them ready tonight, but they, you know, they really need to lock in because I watched Providence earlier in the season play K State in that Bahamas tournament. They're a really good team. Legit. They have two guards, Hopkins and another kid that I hadn't heard of, but I learned from him from that game because he had over 20 points. They have really good guard play. It's going to challenge Uzan and Otega and those guys. Is this, is this the game Uzan has goes off for 35 points? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Uzan's ever doing that. Say what? Hey, this was on your station this morning. Somebody said, I'm shocked we have not seen Uzan have a 35-point game yet. That's just not his game. He's not a, his he's game. A he's a facilitator. No. So, yeah, it, it's a big game tonight. I think it's going to be close. I mean, Vegas has this about a five-point spread. I don't agree with that. I, I would put it more at OU minus two, OU minus two and a half. I think it'll be nip and tuck. I could see this down to the last shot tonight. But, man, if they're able to get this win and start 8-0, that just they're just going to keep proving you that proving to us, really, that this team might be for real. I know we got to wait till conference play. That's Randy's big thing, and he's right about that. Because every conference game is very tough. You could lose any of those games. But 
man, to start the season 8-0 with wins over USC, Providence, going into the Arkansas game on Saturday, yes. mm-hmm. North Carolina on the horizon yes. too. I mean, things it, are looking up for sure. Uh, looking up or looking at a suicide mission. I mean, <laughs> one or the other. I mean, I mean, it could go downhill I, from here. I, if they don't win Providence – there's issues. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I they're that. okay. They're a good team, and they're 7-1. and one. You look at it, they lost by 8 at Kentucky. Oh, wait, God. That's, the schedule on Yahoo, I was looking they at lost the schedule. To, uh, they, they lost lo- to K-State. Right. Yeah. But they beat Providence. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Wisconsin, who's eh. Kansas State, like you say, they lost to them. They beat Georgia. Lehigh. They're probably Wagner, a tournament team, though, I would yeah. guess. Rhode Island. I mean, we've got to realize also they're under first-year head coach. Yeah. I mean, that, that changes. Of course, our coach left for Georgetown last year, and, and that could be all they different. They have a good coach, though, yeah. Kim English, he is Kim former English. NBA guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy, and so it, it's going to be interesting to watch this team. To be honest, it's one of those games. They should go one-and-one one this week. If they don't go one-and-one one this week. I would week, agree. Everything that the positive vibes and the sunshine and roses that everyone are throwing, all of a sudden you're back to going, Okay, Bree, this team's going to be good, but maybe they're not where everyone I would agree. thought they were. Guys, they're going 2-0, and and I'm going to tell you why. It's You're because, drunk? It's because Uzan, <laughs> it's because Uzan isn't dropping 35 points. It's because he and McCullough, as facilitators, have really good wings around them. They've got three bigs. They can rotate, all score, all shoot. They get out in transition. They play really good on-the-ball defense. I like what this team looks like. I like the matchups with Providence and Arkansas. I'm going to pick them to go 2-0, and and no, not drunk. Just call them like it is. I'll take them tonight. I think they win tonight, but I I really do think Providence covers. I think it's OU won by three to four to two, something like that. Saturday, I'll take Arkansas. I just Arkansas they're very three, athletic five three, too. Five I know they have not got off to a great start, but they're kind of similar to OU in that they've got a lot of athletic freaks. I could just see them Didn't... almost out athleticing OU in a game. I see Randy on his head. I'm with you. I mean, I think tonight three or four point victory. You know, and, yeah. and to be honest, tonight. I, but I it could be a loss I don't tonight. Say, well, I don't think, think we've seen Providence either. I mean, their schedule hasn't been world beaters, and like they lost to K State, who's nothing like the K State from last year. No, if it got but to they're be, still turning, I know. Team. No, I know. But I'm saying, Solid if, if, if OU got a ten point victory tonight, it wouldn't shock me. No. You know, it, it's kind of. But one I'd of be those impressed. Tonight. I'd be impressed. I'm taking Arkansas minus ten on Saturday. <laughs> Didn't they kill us last? It was a blowout yeah. last year. I think. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you guys do realize this is a neutral road game. Yeah, yeah, Tulsa. <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to be Arkansas eighty twenty be best. I've been to that game. They will be calling uh, the Hogs by halftime. Yeah, and Tulsa's full of OSU fans, not yeah. OU fans. Uh, so, and it's full of Arkansas. Have I ever told no, you why there's, there's so many Arkansas, Arkansas fans. fans there? Arkansas, the university, Fayetteville. brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. If you're a Tulsa kid, pretty much anyone in that little area, like that corner of the state, you can go to the University of Arkansas as a local kid. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That's why I used to always wonder growing up, why are there so many Arkansas fans? Right. When I found that, I'm like, oh, well, there's another school just as close as there's two big schools in Oklahoma. You can go to and pay state tuition, in-state tuition. You stay hating, Randy. I'm going to take Oklahoma 2-0 yeah. this week. I will say it's kind of off topic, but it's pretty shocking. Well, you guys would know better than me, but we've never, never really had a home-and-home home with Arkansas in football. No. No. Played them in the Cotton Bowl. Very, one. very strange. Yeah. It is kind of strange. But I think for years. Southwest Conference Arca- thing. Yeah. Well, it was a lose-lose for Oklahoma. Yeah. You you lose to Arkansas. Why are you losing to Arkansas? You beat Arkansas. Well, you should have beat Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. I'm not putting them on the level at all, so they're, they're better than that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's still like, why give them any recruiting am- ammunition against you? 
Hey, I think for years, was that was Jones. why I was. Jerry Jones, they were good. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, Jimmy Johnson. But, yeah. like, they were already recruiting. Bobby the they were already <laughs> recruiting the Tulsa area good. So, why, why, why potentially lose a game? Can we talk about game? them hiring him back? It's, dude, and I told. They want wins. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> there were some loopholes that had to be juggled through because I mean, there were be. some legal things where, at one point, people thought he couldn't be hired again by Arkansas. I heard he couldn't be hired in the state of Arkansas, right. let alone the By, university. Exactly. Yes. And so there were some loopholes yeah. that, that had to be jumped. But I think it's a smart hire. Well, yeah. To be honest, I think it's a, he's a good hire. He's yeah. a good football coach. Yes. And you look what he does offensively. What was Arkansas's biggest problem this year? Yeah, that's true. Offense, for sure. Now, yeah. what sucks for him, KJ Jefferson decided, I'm out. See ya. Did he open the portal? For sure. Yeah. I, saw, well, I mean, I haven't I seen I saw a tweet sure. from him that was like, I'm still undecided. Stop okay, speculating so, on me. Okay, so, Will good. Howard goes to Arkansas. KJ Jefferson goes to K-State. There you go. Plug and play. Easy peasy. Probably. <laughs> yeah. They're the same Probably. guy. But, hey, if you guys, we talked about Oklahoma. You guys watch much of the Big 12 this year, basketball-wise? Yeah. It's gonna I've be watched a, really, a lot of Oklahoma State. I think it's going to be really interesting Oklahoma this year. Oklahoma State sucks. Yeah, they've been <laughs> They're bad. really bad. It's going to be an interesting conference because I think Kansas is really good. I mean, Houston. if you watch it. And I think Houston's good. But, Texas is good. But after that, I think but I think like Texas, Houston are comparable to each other, you know. I think Kansas and I hate Kansas. Yeah. I think Kansas is by far and away the best team in this conference. And then I think you're gonna have a bunch of teams that are gonna beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it, Houston's just as good as Kansas to be uh, honest with you. They got Cryer from Baylor. They got Choklahoma on the sidelines. No, we're good. Sure. Bill Self is a much better coach. I'm not yeah. arguing that. I'm just I mean, saying player to player this they year. Got they got two athletes. guys that have choked in the final four on the bench there. You got Kelvin and Hollis. Hollis you know what I mean, yeah. yeah. It's like, great. Lord, Randy. Out for blood today on this not Tuesday blood, afternoon. It's factual. They got some good portal guys. I don't know. They, they do. I, Houston's athletic, but I, I just think they play the style that evens games up a lot of times. And that's why I'm like, Kansas – has well, no problem just going for the kill to shot. To your point, I'll put like Iowa State, West Virginia, Kansas State, Texas Tech, Baylor. They're, they're kind of all yeah. clumped together. I get you. And yeah. I will say this. Baylor is probably the surprise team out yeah, of the Baylor's, conference yeah. just to watch. And guys, Baylor's like a blue blood at this point. They've got yeah. athletes coming out the wazoo. I've watched them like four times this year. And you can tell they're young. And they're not necessarily all on the same page. Yeah, if they ever find a spot by the time conference season rolls around, then they're on the same page. Yeah. Put them in that same mix as the top three or four teams like, because they're dangerous. BYU's number 19 right yeah. now. We're just yeah, not yeah, talking about them. And they can they got an Oklahoma kid, Jackson they, Robinson. Half of them will go on mission trips at midseason. And, you know, well, they're all 25 years yeah. old. They're really good. Yeah. But they can shoot the lights out. They can. Let me tell you. They can. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm it's going to be a fun year of basketball. It is. I'm going to call a 10 point plus win tonight in Norman for Oklahoma. I'm going all in, guys. Hey, two I said two, they could win by 10. I have no problem with that. Providence cover OUN. Okay. After this week, what did they? They've got North Carolina. That's not next week, is it? Might be. It's got to be. Because conference, mean, conference play is, plays coming up. Yeah. yeah, but they've still got, they've still got. I know, Green Bay next week, I believe. Randy, what is the logo on the side of your hat? BB, Branded Bills. Okay. Yeah, if they're listening out there, best hat company in America. It's like Santa smoking a cigar yeah. in front. Solid. Hey, it's Solid. in the holiday spirit. My wife hates it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wear it. Let's uh, see. North Carolina thinks in two weeks. Yeah, Green Bay's next Saturday. Then it goes North Carolina on the 19th. Where's that playing UNC and Spectrum Center? It's in the Jump Man, Jump Man yeah. Invitation. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. it'll be a UNC crowd? Home oh, heavily. Yeah. yeah, it's – but, yeah, and then they've got – on the same night of the bowl game, Central Arkansas. 
So the max losses they'll have going into conference play is three. I would think. think. If they have more than three, send up a red flare because something has happened in the last month. Yeah, Yeah, because they play Monmouth. I mean. Oh, did you guys see how TCU beat Georgetown? Oh, my God. Randy, did you see that? No, I did not. Bad beat. beat. You want to explain it? Uh I don't know if you can. TCU guy going full court. They're down one. He had to shoot a crazy leaning three. Like, he didn't even have time to get right. to the basket. Clearly steps out of bounds. They don't call it. High arcing bank went in. And they oh didn't, review, they didn't review it. Wow. But he went out of bounds. And uh, Georgetown's coach, what's that dude's name? Uh, the Providence guy. I know. I can't think yeah. of his Cooley. Ed Cooley. Cooley. Yeah, Cooley. The bad hair spot. Oh, he That's was sad. He was sad. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a screw job. Hey, how about this? Just real fast. And then I know we got to wrap it up. First two Big 12 games for them this year at Iowa State, I believe, and at TCU. Lost they could win. open one and one. Home, home Iowa State. Is home Iowa State. Yeah, okay, the skill guy's looking at Win-win. Win-win. Yeah. They could do that. Win-win. Yeah. They I could know. do that. I, I just want them to be a top half seed in the conference, and I know that's a lot to ask for, but I really think they can achieve it. I, I do think they can achieve it. You man. and I, you and I talked after the last game. We see finishing somewhere between five, six, they were of the Big picked, Twelve, they and picked, an eight, nine seed. They were picked twelve coming in, right? Yeah, in the conference. They might be able to move up to 11 or 10. People, I mean, Oklahoma State being picked above them. People underestimated the That's why I'm class. like, they can move in front of Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean. Just, I will say the thing about Porter, he is not beating the rivals his years at Oklahoma. He is horrible versus Oklahoma State in his tenure. He's not very good versus Texas, Texas either. He's not he very good in the beat. Big 12. No. I mean, I mean I'm not being hateful. You've got to beat saying. your rivals is what I'm saying. He you had gotta... Texas beat last year in Norman and let them off the hook. This year, he is adapting. I will give him that. He's trying full court press to speed up the offense. He's getting on transition. He knows half court offense for them. Go back Might and watch the first two years. We're, he likes year. to do that and do non-con. Different year, different players. He likes we'll to do that and non-con. Tonight's a step forward, man. I That's mean, what I mean. It's a big we'll we'll Trust see. me, we're not saying if they win by 10 tonight, this team is officially no. a top 20 yeah. team. No. It's a good step. No, but good it's step. a really, really solid step. And I'm telling you, this Providence team is going to make the NCAA tournament. And, and I'm telling you right now, we talked about it. I do think we went over the schedule. I think you and I did, Reeves, here in the office. They catch a break on their schedule. You know, as far as yeah, they get Kansas yeah, their twice, schedule but like they but they, they get OSU breaks and they get OSU twice. Right. You know, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things. They get to play Cincinnati, I think it was twice. Cincinnati's not a world beater. You know, they don't have some of these teams that you're looking at as the elite of the Big Twelve. If where they're playing have a twice. good year, it needs to be this year. That's oh, yeah. got to be. Yeah. Well, it's got to be this year. <laughs> Otherwise, guess what? He's bye gone. bye. Yeah. Thanks for playing. But he has the talent. I'm telling. I mean, he All did right. a good job but, in the portal. Otherwise, yeah. he's going. Would you like cheese with that? Coaching in China. I don't know. Exactly. No, no. Loyola will rehire him. Yeah, more no, no. They got a good coach going right now. Hey, let, let me ask Sister you. Sister Jean? Kind of a, well, hang on. That's that's a question. Let me ask you a grim question. Is Sister Jean still alive? Yeah, I saw a post okay. about her like she two weeks dies. ago. She's got to be like 106 by now. I don't she's know. I mean, what are they keeper. feeding her? <laughs> what the, are they feeding she's her? She's the crypt keeper. <laughs> All right. I yeah. am alive. <laughs> Go, Loyola. I mean, Tales from the Crypt. I want to see them make the tourney one more time just to see her in the stands. I don't know if her wheelchair will make the trip. This is on a more somber note, but did you guys see a fan died during the Kings game last night? What? How? In the crowd. Yeah. Heart attack. attack, I I I think a heart attack. That's awful. Way to go, Reeves. Jeez, I'm making fun of the lady. She's at least still alive. You're talking death. That just popped into my head. I I was was about to say, when Sister Jean waves at a game this year, if somebody's going to have to have a string (laughs) to pull her hand up. What's that? Weekend of Barney's. 
<laughs> no, okay, all right. All right. On that note, uh, we would like to give our sponsor, who is brave I'm enough. I'm sure they love being tied to this right now. Who is brave enough to sponsor the DNR report, Hurley RV. Hurley RV is the biggest RV dealer in the state of Oklahoma. Located at 8606 North I-35 Service Road, sales manager Michael Day has got anything you're looking for. Also, if you have an RV somewhere waiting for it to get fixed back on the road, go get it. Take it over to Hurley. They're open, ready to get you back, traveling where you belong. Again, Hurley RV 8606 North I-35 Service Road. That's going to do it for this week. For Randy Heights, Reeves Mitchell, I'm Dave Myrick, DNR Report. We'll talk to you guys down the road.